Hey there, I'm Nikeba Evans, and welcome to Light Mind Pod, a mindfulness podcast that offers tips and tricks for keeping our minds calm and keeping our minds light. With classes coming back into session, this episode is primarily going to focus on academics and maintaining healthy minds and bodies during the school year. And before we get into it, allow me to briefly reintroduce myself, especially if you're a new listener. My name is Nikepa Evans. I am a college student pursuing my bachelor's degree in exercise science with a minor in gender studies. And each day, I work towards achieving my goal of becoming a global fitness instructor, as well as enter a career in voice work and narration. The latter portion of my career goal is a large part of the reason why I decided to start this podcast. So thanks for tuning in and joining me on this journey. So... Who's ready to go back to school? Are you feeling a little nervous about the first day back and the weeks to come ahead? You may have already gotten started by the time you listen to this episode, and perhaps you're feeling excited and ready to face whatever academic challenges come your way. Or maybe you're like me and feeling a little bit of both. And although this upcoming semester marks the official start of my fourth or senior year of college, I usually start feeling those back-to-school butterflies within a month of the first day of classes. If you've been feeling this way as well, know and understand that it is completely okay to feel nervous about the start of a new academic year. Besides, we're all still dealing with a lot of uncertainty on a daily basis. So try your best to get comfortable with being uncomfortable about the unexpected challenges and potential opportunities the new academic year may bring. Now, as an experienced college student who's proudly made the Dean's List twice throughout her academic journey, here are my top three tips for academic success that may help calm those back-to-school butterflies and build a sense of confidence that can help carry us throughout the semester. Tip one, use a physical or digital planner. A planner could be using something as simple as Google Calendar, one of my personal favorites, to help outline all of the important dates and deadlines, which are commonly outlined in the course syllabus, that we, as students, must not only be aware of, but also able to plan and prepare for during the course of the academic year. This planner could also help you organize your schedule outside of classes, so you know whether or not you're able to make certain commitments or participate in different clubs and student organizations or social activities on different days of the week. This aspect could also apply if we're working part or full-time while studying, because perhaps there are some days where we need to communicate to our boss or manager that we aren't able to come to work because we have an important exam or project we need to study for or simply allocate more time to. And with this aspect in mind, there may also be times where we are required to work ahead because we know that we won't be able to get that full day off and work on a course project. And no, you don't need to go out and buy an expensive leather notebook or planner, unless, of course, that's your thing and it brings you immense joy to write in every day, then go ahead and treat yourself. You can still be successful with a general composition notebook or your phone's calendar app, 
as long as you've outlined all of your important dates and deadlines for the year and are able to meet those deadlines in an efficient and timely manner. Tip two, try to be engaged in your classes and don't ever be afraid to ask for help, especially when you know that you need it. I know, I know, being able to show up in our classes as our best selves, be fully engaged, and ask questions when we seek clarity is easier said than done. This can be especially difficult if you're more shy or introverted. And as someone who identifies as an ambivert, which generally describes somebody who possesses both intro and extroverted characteristics, I know that we sometimes breathe a sigh of relief when one of our classmates asks a question we wish we had the courage to ask sooner before the professor moves on to a completely different topic. It truly is a skill. So try to get better by making it a conscious practice. Try writing it down or thinking to yourself, I will be engaged in class by asking at least one to two questions during lectures. Or I will be engaged in class by volunteering to read a passage aloud or solving a problem on the board. There are a number of ways that we can be engaged and we can adapt this practice to whatever area of engagement that we've either struggled with in the past or simply want to improve on. And as a side tip, if your professor asks the class if anyone has any questions, use this as an opportunity to ask your question. Or if you feel like you're in a good place of understanding and you haven't got a question at that moment, Provide them with a little communication by giving them a thumbs up that represents your level of understanding, or maybe even a gentle nod so they know that you're paying attention. Try doing this whether you're learning via online communication software like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, or Blackboard Collaborate, or if you're in a physical classroom setting as it can help our professors know whether or not we're engaged, paying attention, and if we understand the content being delivered to us. Now, know that there may also be times where we might ask our professors questions, but they don't fully understand our question, or we don't understand their answer, and we either have to try rephrasing our question, or vice versa, them rephrasing their answer. But if all else fails, you can try turning to a classmate and ask them if they'd be willing to help explain a certain concept in a different way near the end or sometime outside of class that may better help you understand it. That said, make a little effort each time to be engaged in class and get clarity when you need it. Tip 3. Prioritizing our physical health and emotional well-being. This is what LightMindPod is all about. And we know that stress derived from factors like school, work, and unexpected life events can take a massive toll on our bodies, especially if we don't take the time to practice acknowledging and effectively managing our stress. While researchers have developed an entire model that features several different dimensions of wellness, many of which we'll discuss more about in future episodes of this podcast, it may be quite difficult to apply every single one of them with all of the responsibilities we have on a daily basis. So let's keep it simple and give attention to the following core essentials. Sleep. 
try to get an adequate and good quality amount of sleep on a regular basis. Some will say they can work with four to five hours of sleep, while others will promise that they need at least seven to eight hours in order to function. Find the amount that makes you feel your best and consider your health in the long term as fewer hours of sleep have been linked to a number of health issues like chronic stress, cardiovascular diseases, and poor cognitive functioning. And the last thing we want to do is miss critical concepts in class because our bodies were struggling to keep us awake. Next, aim to get regular exercise, at least 150 minutes per week, which is a number based on health guidelines from the CDC, and consume foods high in nutrition to help keep your body as healthy as you possibly can. And lastly, take time for you and practice self-care. If all you've got is five minutes of the day, try to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths to help naturally ease your nervous system, especially in those moments where it feels like you've got a million different things to do in the span of a single day. Likewise, give yourself some grace. Practice being mindful whenever and wherever you are so that you can stay firmly rooted in the present moment. And while a large part of mindfulness is about being present in the moment, don't be afraid to look back and acknowledge your progress, whether you felt that it was good or bad. Try to reflect often throughout the semester and practice setting smaller, yes, smaller, but more attainable goals to help inch you towards bigger successes in the long run. Now, I've covered quite a bit, so let's briefly recap before we wrap up this episode. 1. Keep a planner. It can be physical, digital, or both to help us keep track of important dates, deadlines, and events. 2. Try to be engaged in your classes by fully immersing yourself in your learning, and do not ever be afraid to ask for help, especially when you know that you need it. There's no shame in turning to a friend or a classmate if you need something explained in a way that differs slightly from your professors, so long as it can help you better understand the content being taught. And three, which may be the one we all struggle with the most, prioritize your physical health and emotional well-being. Think eat well, sleep well, work well, and try to add in any of the self-care elements that are of high value to you to help better complete that circle. Remember that taking time for self can also include socializing and hanging out with friends or family that make you feel good. Sometimes, all we really need to help ease some of that back-to-school stress is to assess our feelings and spend time with those who make us feel loved and supported. I'm Nikiba Evans, and that does it for this episode of Light Mind Pod. Hopefully you found these tips helpful, and if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast for future episodes streaming on Apple Podcast, Anchor, or Spotify, and help support the show by sharing this episode with someone who you know might be experiencing some of those back-to-school butterflies. Thanks again for listening. Good luck on your academic or personal journey, and until next time... Stay light.